Hey, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. It's Carolyn here. I'm looking for my buddy, Seth. Seth, you out there? Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Doing pretty well. Digging out. I'm, I'm here in the Northeast. We got a big, big storm this week. It's been one of those snowy weeks, but we dug out and uh, tunneled out is more like it. Well, you can't have everything good. You you won the Super Bowl on Sunday. Ah, so. oh, you forgot I'll all give about you that. I'll give you thirty <laughs> seconds to talk about it. <laughs> oh, the glorious comeback that was! Uh, that was a roller coaster. But um, yeah, no, we are uh, very happy campers here in New England. That's for sure. Spoiled for sure. I was I was thinking the other day. I my daughter Grace, who was watching the game, is going to be fifteen in a week. She has. She was in. She was not born for the first Super Bowl. She was literally a month away from being born for the first one that they won in two thousand one. But in her lifetime, she has seen them win four Super Bowls. And when I was her age, they hadn't won any. So um, she, they don't understand how spoiled they are. The kids around here. Yeah. Between that, yeah, they're lucky. Skewed perspective. Yeah, if you don't make the playoffs, that would be like devastating, you know. If you didn't make it, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they'll probably live long enough to see it. It'll it'll happen. Everything comes around. Yeah. Well, that's Tom's. Tom's taking some sort of special potions to stay in shape for as long as possible. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. The alien DNA might run out at some point. So. <laughs> oh, the rest of the country hopes so. That's for sure. I like him. You know, Michigan guy. So it's funny to see uh, Michigan, you know, try to take some kind of credit for it, you know, whenever he wins. Like, oh, we'd like to congratulate Tom Brady. Good job. Good job, guys. Hey, hey, let them have their moment. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, um, yeah, kind of a a big week for me, or at least a medium-sized week. Got a a new report out there. um, Yes, you do. This one uh, had been lingering a little bit. It almost made it out at the end of last year, and then it kind of got caught in the limbo of the holidays. So uh, we put it out right on the heels of our Outlook study. Uh, The title of it is Building Digital Organizations. It's a study that we've run for a couple years now, and the original study came about after you and I had done cloud computing for several years. We had done mobility for several years, and we felt like we were zeroing in on the technology and some of the practices around the technology and some of the use cases. But we had a sense that there were larger things going on in organizations that they were shifting and and transforming. And now digital transformation has really become a buzzword. And I think that we are seeing companies really restructure themselves, really think about their processes. And that has become what this study is is focused on. Uh, So for Mm. the second year, we're seeing a lot go on in these companies. And it primarily looks, I think, at the relationship of the business units and the IT department, uh, how each one of them is approaching the technology issues and how they're working together. And, and more than anything, that is what we see is that these departments are working together rather than working independently, rather than us seeing heavy, heavy uh, incidents of rogue IT we see a lot of collaboration, and it's kind of interesting to see exactly what patterns are, are taking shape as that collaboration is happening. Yeah, I, I mean, we're seeing that, you know, we've been t- following the uh, the shift to uh, and the involvement of non-IT line of business 
executives, et cetera, making or collaborating, as you said, uh, with the IT department to make technology decisions. And I think we're going to continue to see that dynamic. But what I thought I think is interesting about your study is that you know there was this very high concern about uh, rogue IT and whether or not you know line of business folks were just going to run amok in introducing technology applications, et cetera, within their departments without any considerations for other issues like security compliance or how these things would play nice with other infrastructure and systems that were in, in the organization. But your study found that that is leveling off as a as a concern, and I, I think that that. Um, that's that's a good sign. Yeah, I, th- I think that there are things that every group is learning. Uh, so p- the primary thing that was driving business units to try to procure their own technology was speed, just wanting to get out there and get a solution and get it in place, and they didn't want to go through a lot of red tape. And the primary thing driving the IT departments, I think, was the overall operation of the organization and the security of the organization. And, and I think that both sides are learning a little bit about the other one. So I think IT is learning some ways that they can move quickly and and try to respond to requests or put solutions in place a little faster than they have before. And at the same time, the business units are learning where there is some need for a little bit more of a measured approach uh, and and being a little bit more aware of integration and security. And, And they still want those things to be the responsibility of the IT team. Uh, they recognize that they really don't want to get into the business of tying systems together. They don't want to get into the business of providing an overall security posture for the organization. And so as they drive some of their own technology, uh, then, then maybe they're able to do that, And th- but they're still doing it under the umbrella of overall IT. Now, I'm curious, are we seeing companies come up with formalized rules, I guess, would be, a, for lack of a better word, for um, how line of business departments have to work with IT and, you know, are they put, are they codifying this in any way or is it, you know, becoming something that these departments are just deciding to do ad hoc on their own? Hey, maybe we need you guys. Let's consult with you first. I think that businesses are in the process of doing that. I don't think a lot of them have done it yet and I think there will be several different models depending on the size of the business, depending on the industry, depending on how much technology expertise they want to keep in-house versus have a third party come in and do different pieces. Uh, So I think there are a lot of different tests going on and people are trying to figure out what it looks like. We ran some interviews as part of this. Uh, Cascade helped us with those interviews and uh, that's a separate companion piece along with the primary research that we did. And one of the things that came out in the interviews that we didn't see as much in the data is the notion of uh, an innovation team or or a separate team of people that's really driving um, the technology forward and and really pushing the envelope on what the business can do with technology. And I think that that will be something interesting to watch moving forward is, is if these teams continue to get some traction, if companies form these teams, if they're some kind of a matrixed organization with some dotted line responsibilities, or if people are actually sitting in an IT function and, and how that all works out. But I think there are a lot of different things that we could see. So we could see business units hiring some of their own technical specialists. We could see IT departments hiring people that would maybe be a liaison to a business unit and their full-time job would be the liaison between the technical side and the sales team or the technical side and the HR team or the financial team. 
So uh, that'll that'll be something to watch here is is the structures that companies are forming, uh, not just in order to you know get business done, but also around some of the technical areas that we've identified in our framework and in some other research that we've done. Yeah, no, you mentioned um, these sort of digital teams that are getting put together and, and just the, the the notion of job roles is blurring. And, and this is a good segue because I'm in the midst of a, of a new study, which has, um, it's all, it's complementary in many ways to digital organizations. Um, but one of the things we drill, drill down on pretty deeply is this notion that individual business units not, that are not the IT department within their staff will have people who are in what you would classify as a technology role, um, whether that's someone who's just a, you know, a systems analyst or um, some having a data, a data scientist or even a, just a DBA or a security specialist, but within your business, depart- business unit. And the thing we want to find out is how you manage that. Now, are these people considered part of the IT budget, but they're on loan to a business unit? Are they, they, are they something that just sort of grew out organically of the individual business unit as they saw what sort of technology needs they had in-house and wanted to work around dealing with the bureaucracy of the IT department. These are some of the questions that we're going to be exploring uh, on this study, which is going to be going into the field. The the questionnaire survey portion of it will be going into the field next week. Um, So we'll see data coming back a few weeks later, and and we'll be able to talk about this in a lot more detail. But I think the, the big takeaway is the... The idea of what a tech job role is, is changing, and where it belongs within an organization is changing, uh, and, and how to manage that uh, is going to be something that a lot of, especially larger organizations, are going to grapple with in the, in the coming years, I think. I'm really interested to see your results because I think with digital organizations, we've looked at some of these broad strokes, uh, and now, like I said, we want to dive in a little bit more to what these relationships look like or what the different skills are and, and where they're sitting. And, and even in a, in a given category like uh, PC support or cloud architecture, what exactly are companies trying to do with that? And, you know, we, we saw some, some shifting around of some of those skills in this study. Uh, again, year over year, we've kind of asked, what skills do you think are needed at your organization? And we see security at the top. Um, probably no big surprise there. But then we see uh, some some other things coming in that are a mix of cutting edge stuff like cloud architecture or big data and traditional stuff like networks or PC support was one that actually jumped quite a few spaces this year. Um, So I'm really interested to dig in more and understand what companies are doing with these skills and where they're placing them. Yeah, it's going to be a management issue, I think, um, for many companies. You know, I've done a lot of reading, and you read about how companies are setting up these digital teams to help figure out how to fully digitize their organization. Um, but again, that, of course, the, the day-to-day IT support and, you know, the support for devices and individual end users and the help desk and all of that jazz still needs to get done. And so you have a sort of a bifurcation of IT teams. And I wonder if there's some friction there potentially, and I'm sure there is, in that, you know, you get to go work on the the cool digital team and then the rest of you stay on, you know, running the network team. And uh, I wonder how that shakes out moving forward. And it may just be a period of transition where we're just defining new roles within companies, which happens periodically. Or, you know, your internal team becomes the digital team and the day-to-day IT functions that still need to be taken care of become the purview of, uh, you know, of a third party. So this is where the channel can, can plug in, a managed services provider can take over those duties. 
Right. I, I think that that description of different types of things happening under a, a broader technology definition is really interesting. And one of the one of the themes of this report was this division of strategic IT versus tactical IT. There, there's a new image that I built for this one, kind of showing how things have shifted from IT primarily being a, a supporting function and in many cases being viewed as a cost center to now coming alongside the business and directly driving business outcomes. But but it doesn't abandon that technic- that tactical piece either. Uh, and, and this is another thing that businesses, I think, are grappling with, that if the, the shape of IT is changing and if there are these two pieces of it that are typically getting done by one team, then how does that happen? Uh, you mentioned budgets before, and that's another thing that has to kind of spread and shift not just to the business units, but maybe also ultimately grow um, because technology is more of a driving force now and it's not just a tactical thing. And that's, uh, again, a mental shift from where things used to be. And it'll be, I think, something that IT can take the lead on moving forward here that they can define exactly how they can manage both of these areas, uh, how they can still make the most of the dollars that they have, but also wisely invest dollars and start thinking about things like return on investment rather than just uh, driving down cost for a defined level of support or, or functionality. Yeah, no, I, I think I think this is going to be an interesting period of time uh, for uh, how companies manage their technology internally and externally as well. One last note on budgets, I'll say the new study that I am putting into the field does have a, a, a pretty big section on who's paying for what and who should be, and not just for the initial purchase of, t- of a particular uh, piece of technology within a department, uh, whether that comes out of the business unit's budget or whether it goes back to IT's budget, but also whose budget is responsible for the ongoing support and management of those solutions. And I think that's a thornier question because I, I think today a lot of business units, if they may self-procure and they may pay for that particular application that they're deploying throughout their department, but when it comes to troubleshooting and dealing with it on a long on an ongoing management perspective then they are expecting the IT department to handle that and for that to come out of the IT budget uh, and I think you'll see a little bit of uh, knocking of heads there uh, as that gets sorted out yeah well that uh, that will be interesting to see and uh, again if you want to check out our digital organization study it is available on our website right now comptia.org uh, you can become a registered user and get it free of charge. Uh, So please check that out. Yes. So what else is going on in the world? We had a lot of earnings this week uh, from our our friends in the tech industry. Yeah, yeah. We've had uh, earnings season here. I think it's kind of coming to an end. Um, Yeah, it is. But there's, you know, as usual, kind of a, a mixed bag, especially when it comes to the tech firms, which seem, you know, to get a lot of their own focus these days. Everyone keeps a close eye on tech earnings season and uh, there's been some winners and some losers. Well, I think that it was a, a particularly um, keen interest to see how these firms were faring um, in the wake of the new administration. I mean, usually that is a, a, a time that's a bit fraught uh, from a stock market perspective about which direction things are going to go. So it's been interesting to watch. And we, like you said, we've seen some some good earnings, some great earnings, and then some not so good. Yeah, looking at at some of the ones that did well and some of the ones that didn't do well, a couple things came to mind for me. So like, you know, IBM did well, better than expected. Apple did well, another record quarter, uh, better than expected. Probably still 
some questions to be answered for both of those firms or for, for firms like that. You know, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're out of the woods just because they had good quarters here, but I think it does kind of show that they their model is in building products and those products are for sale and and they have certain metrics that they are keeping an eye on as the way to drive their revenue. On, on the other side of the tech equation, there are a lot of things now that are are kind of questionable how they actually monetize. Um, and so like Twitter didn't do quite so well. And and we've got uh, Snap that's just about to do their IPO and that's coming under some scrutiny. And I think the question there is what exactly will, will their revenue model look like? And again, that's one that's relying a little bit more on monetizing the individual that's using that in most cases, ultimately for advertising dollars. And, and I think that there's some some fragile pieces there to some of the assumptions uh, that, that people have for for these companies going forward. Yeah, you know, you're right. The business model uh, for some of these companies has always perplexed me a little bit um, how it works. And I, you know, I came from the media world and was really at the at the advent of online journalism in, in a sense. And and how you monetize that was always the big question. And I, you know, it's very ad driven. Uh, and and I think with these uh, some of these social media companies like Twitter, et cetera, um, using that same sort of strategy. But I, you know, I I get confused sometimes in figuring out how it works. And I think it's a difficult thing to explain. If it's difficult to explain, period, it's difficult to explain to potential advertisers and to uh, potential customers. Um, and I think that that's why you see some of these companies struggle. They may have zillions of users, but not necessarily. Um, Bringing in the money that, like you said, you would you can easily understand when it's ta- you're talking about a product transaction. Okay, I'm selling you this, and you get this, and you take it home, and you give me money for it. So I, I you know, I, I'm not a big Twitter user, as you as you well know, but I've been trying to read about you know what's going on here, and it sounds to me like the big issue is Twitter's trying to push out you know advertisements and tweets that are the, that they were hoping that people are going to stop whatever they're doing and click on them and i don't know from a human nature standpoint that that's that's effective well it might not be and i think the other thing that they really struggle with is just you know how much air is there in the room how many advertising dollars are there they might have 300 million users but if facebook has a billion that's where all the eyeballs are. And, you know, if, if you're a company and you want to go to one place where the most people are going to see you, you're going to go to just one place. Um, and there, there might there's less of a need maybe to try to spread across a few different places. So I, I, I wonder exactly how much space there is for some of these similar models that have kind of built up their user base based on a free service. And now in order to monetize it, they're hoping to be able to monetize their users. How many companies are going to be able to do that? I Mm. I think we also have a general fascination with technology that's kind of led to some of this. And I think that even plays over into a company that might be a product company like GoPro at the end of last year really got hammered. Uh, They they did not have very good earnings. Um, They really disappointed people. And and again, the fascination there and, and the wow factor may lead to expectations that may, you know, have some early momentum, but ultimately things start to fall apart. Yeah, it's sort of reminiscent of all the dot-com startups. Mm-hmm. 
you know, there was such excitement around many of them. Many of them were built on, you know, straw for the most part, and there was no monetized plan there. And yet they were, you know, they were having IPOs left and right for all this money. Uh, and then you saw that the the field was, uh, you know, that was cut down dramatically um, as it sorted itself out. And I have a sense, or with all of these social media type technology companies, that we're going to see a thinning out. Um, to to fewer than we're seeing today, certainly, um, because that, you're right. I just don't think they have their, their advertising dollars are there to spread to every channel that's out there and available to you. And these companies that do place the ads are going to be savvy and put their money in one or two places that they think they're going to see a good return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the thing that may provide a little bit of balance as as things get sorted out here is the fact that technology in general probably is becoming uh, such a, a strong force for a lot of businesses. Uh, and we talked about on one of the, the previous podcasts that just recently the top five companies by market cap were all technology firms, which mm-hmm. had never happened before. And, and so there is something new happening with technology that doesn't necessarily mean that every technology company uh, gets to have a big payday. Yep. I would agree with you on that, my friend. All right. Well, um, probably enough said about that one. Um, Yeah. We will talk again in a couple weeks. Maybe we can take this this idea of uh, you know evaluating people and and how technology is changing things and uh, try to keep discussing that and talk about you know some other industries and and some some things that are really getting disrupted by technology. Yeah, I think that would be great. And again, I'll have the data back. Um, maybe by our next podcast. Maybe not. Maybe it might be two. But for this upcoming study, so we will have more. We'll have more granular information on the bigger topics that are in your digital organization's report, and uh, we can chew on those when we get that data back. Very good. Well, All right. enjoy the snow this weekend. Oh, thank you. It's going to snow a lot more, so uh, we're battening down the hatches. But you have a good weekend yourself. All right. We'll talk to you later.